beautiful, and welcome to another episode of Beautiful I Am Colored. This is a place where I share stories from my debut book that holds the same title as this podcast. I am honored that you have returned to hear more of my stories, and thank you to those of you who have tuned in so far. I appreciate your support. For those interested, you can follow me on Instagram at Beautiful I Am Colored. And I would also appreciate your support by adding me as your favorites or liking the podcast or even just sharing it with someone. This week, I'll be sharing an additional story from my book, Beautiful I Am Colored. But before I begin, as normal, just a little bit of business. Copyright 2022 by E.D. Booth, also known as Evelyn Barnes, All Rights Reserved, No part of this book may be reproduced in any form or by any electronic or mechanical means, including storage and retrieval system, without the written permission of the publisher. And without further ado, the story this week, titled, My Mom. When I was growing up, my mom would always take us to church and keep us around family. On her very limited income, she also made sure we did fun things. I remember fun-filled trips to Christian Skate Night at Crystal Palace and kids eat free meals at Po Folks and Bonanza. Another thing that I remember is my mom being involved with what today might be called pyramid schemes. But at the time, she was honestly doing what so many mothers do today, establishing a side hustle for additional income with the hopes of getting rich one day. I too thought we would be rich at some point and I still believe that I'll be rich. I remember the brown envelopes that would arrive annually in the mail promising millions of dollars for life. All you had to do was enter, order a few magazines and presto, You too can be a millionaire. I confess, I filled out those sweepstakes forms and returned them at least two times in my childhood, all with the hopes of landing the big one, the one that would mean we didn't have to struggle anymore. We never won the sweepstakes, but my mom taught me some valuable lessons, both directly and indirectly. Putting God first is one major thing my mom taught me directly, and it is something that has served me well. Indirectly, my mom taught me things to stay away from. Things like marrying the wrong person. I've since learned that success can come in many forms. Health, peace of mind, having a family who loves you and who you love back, consistently operating from a place of integrity, etc. You know by now from my previous chapters that my mom was not always there to protect me. And for many years, I resented her lack of protection. But the truth is, most parents don't set out to see how much they can damage their children, nor do they wish for their children to suffer. It has taken me years a strong spiritual life, and therapy to once and for all forgive my mom for doing what was her best. 
we must give people room to grow and evolve. Of course, we always have the choice to define a relationship and adjust it to meet our needs, but to not allow someone the opportunity to grow or hold them in contempt for something they did or did not do years ago will ultimately rob you of being completely free. I know because I am writing this book. I am in therapy and addressing some things I've been carrying for far too long. One of the things I'm learning is that we must get to a place of tiredness. You know the old saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired? My translation of that would be, get fed up enough with your own self getting in the way that you actually do something about it to make a change. Tired of being overweight and your clothes not fitting right? Work out and push that plate back. Tired of your spouse getting on your last nerve with dumb stuff like how they chew their food? Chew with them or leave the room. I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. The biggest, most fundamental thing you can do is change your mind. And there are tons of other books you can read that address this. Even the Bible talks about transformation happening by renewing your mind. Surround yourself with people who are like-minded and will push you to become a better you. No, you do not need a lot of people to do that. You only need a very small number. In a recent therapy session, we talked about friends. My therapist asked who my friends were. I could only count two, one of which was Marlon, my husband. And some of the others don't fully count because they are family members. When I talk about a small circle, these are folks I tell the good, bad, and the ugly to. They are the ones who don't let me off the hook easily. They encourage me when I need it, and they give me a strong push in my back too. Reflective question. Is there someone you need to forgive for causing you a major hurt? How and when did you plan to forgive? What do you hope the outcome of your forgiveness will feel and or look like? Have you already forgiven a major hurt? How did you do it? And how did you feel afterwards? Author's comments. So in this story, I start with kind of opening up about how my mom took us to a Christian skate night at Crystal Palace in Memphis, Tennessee. We ate for free, um, my, myself and my siblings at restaurants like Po Folks and Bonanza. And those were some like of the most fun, richest times of my childhood um, that I can remember. And I can attribute that to the successful part of of raising us and what my mom did, like no matter what, like she always tried to infuse some element of joy and fun, even under um, great stress and strain. Um, 
And and while I can't imagine what it's like to be a single parent, I do recall, you know, observing, you know, some challenging times. But my mom would always kind of try to break it up and providing us with, um, you know, an outlet, you know. So and we were always around family. So and my mom is one of 10. And so there were always uncles, aunts, tons of first cousins, um, you know, barbecues. Every major holiday was 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 celebrated and no matter how little um or how much everyone had we just all came together and so while I've shared a lot of traumatic things that happened to me as a child the truth of the matter is that the good times still far outweighed all of the bad things that that happened to me and um have to give my mom credit for for putting us you know in that in that um, situation growing up to where we were exposed to alternate views of life you know we may not have had a lot of money but we did know how to be content and celebrate um, and that's something that my mom taught me how to do it's probably honestly one of the main reasons I'm able to remain positive um, when facing adversity or when facing challenging things um, that, of course, and uh, my faith in God as well. And, you know, I also in this in this story share about, you know, me submitting. Um, I think it was called actually um, and you all can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. But I think it was called Publishers Clearinghouse because Ed McMahon, if I recall, if memory serves me right, I believe Ed McMahon was like the spokesperson for this sweepstakes for years upon years because he used to open for, how's my mind remembering this? Oh my God. I think he used to open for like Johnny Carson back in the day. And for those younger listeners, you'll have to Google, okay, what I'm talking about. But um, I think I'm pretty, I think I'm right about this. Um Anyhow, I literally like will wait for those things to get in there. And for those of you who recall that period, you remember that publisher's clearinghouse used to come in the mail and they'll have those little stamps (laughs) with the different magazines that you could purchase. But they also said that you didn't have to purchase any. So I didn't have any money. So clearly I'm not going to cut out, even though I did imagine at times that I wanted the Ebony or the Jet or the Essence, all the black magazines I wanted, but I never put those stickers on it to return it because I knew I couldn't afford to pay. Um, But just having, like, even then, like, that faith that, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to send this in, and one day our family is, you know, going to have their prayers answered, you know, with with becoming rich, which is just hilarious to me today. But nonetheless, that's my truth and my experience. But I also think it it speaks to... um, like I said, that element of faith, right? Because you do have to have a certain belief system to even follow through with that. Um, And I don't know, I think it's something that I still kind of do today. Like every now and then I'll get like a scratcher or something or, or a quick pick or something like that. I don't do that on a regular basis, but every now and then, you know, and I'll jokingly tell my own kids, all right, you know, I'm still believing we're going to hit that big one. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of laughing, but um, my mom, you know, definitely instilled that um, in me. And I think my siblings um, might say the same thing um, about about that part. And then the other piece that I wanted to kind of um, elaborate on was the piece about forgiveness that I had towards the end. It took me so incredibly long, well into probably, I would say, I'm in my mid-40s now, I would say, whoo, 30s, 
um, maybe even mid-30s before I really got to a, a place to where I was just so tired. Like I was just tired of, you know, every few months something popping up or being triggering, you know, for me and sending me back to the same place over and over again. And I just had to just resolve, like, at the end of the day, like, you cannot control anything that anybody else does. Like, you just can't. I don't care if it's your spouse, your kids, your freaking dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot control sometimes. The only person that you have the power to control and change is you. And while it took me um, longer than I longer than I'd like, I'm really glad that I got to the place where I was like, look, let me go ahead and start investing in Evelyn and finding out like why I can't get over certain things. Because this is really like I could feel it like it was holding me back in every aspect of my life. Even if it was a good scenario, even if we were doing well financially, like it was still not allowing me to be the best best me or the best version of me as cliche and trendy as that 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 uh that language is right now it's the truth nonetheless and so what I would say and what I would encourage is you know maybe you're like me and maybe your relationship with your mom is not the best you know but as I stated you get to define the rules of engagement in a relationship you have the power to do that you have the power to pivot and say, no, I'm going to redefine this relationship because it's not working for me in this way. So let me figure out a way that it does. Um, and I think just thinking more um, creatively about how we approach those things rather than thinking about the obligatory uh, stance that we sometimes fall into where I have to do this because I have this role. I have to do this because I am a wife. I have to do this because I am your daughter or your son. I think if we let loose of that mindset and and allow um um allow to be to think differently to have a mindset shift like how I was talking about um in this particular story and then I think the last thing that I want to share um before I end this week's um author commentary is that I just want to shout out all of the single moms as well as the single dad. So single parents, um, I can't imagine what that they go through on a day-to-day basis because as you all know, I've been married for such a long time um, and have had that partnership support. Um, but I know for my mom, she did the best that she could with what she had. And I know many of you out there are doing the best that you can with what you have. And so I'll just say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And if it's something that you feel like you can improve on, you know what? Just make a decision that, yeah, I'm going to change. And you can change according to what that what's comfortable for you and what that looks like for you. It doesn't have to look like my life or the next person's life. It's what matters to you. So thank you to all the single parents. End of author's comments. Okay, that concludes the story for this week. I hope that you enjoyed it. And also, as always, uh, more than anything, I pray that you have found a sense of hope and a sense of healing in listening to me share my stories uh, from my book. Remember, the future you is waiting on you. Until next time, beautiful, you can catch me on Instagram as well as support me by adding me to your favorites or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much, everyone. Have an amazing week. And until next week, I'll see you soon.